Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 329, Finding the Right Step. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell. I have earned three stars on every single level of the game Two Dots, except for level 138. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I talk about lessons I've learned by reflecting on the last year. Happy Monday to you. I hope that you had a great weekend, and I hope that you are ready for a great week ahead. For me, this is another short week as Colby, my 10-year-old son, and I are heading out to Dragon Con later this week. But first, let's get down to business. Today's fun fact. You know, when I was a kid, we watched a lot of horror movies. I've talked about that some here on this podcast. And I can't imagine what my childhood would have been like without Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, zombies, vampires, demons, haunted houses, you name it, right? All that stuff that makes up good horror films and bad ones, to be honest with you. Well, yesterday, the film world lost a legend, and the horror film world especially lost a legend. Wes Craven was the genius behind the A Nightmare on Elm Street series, The Hills Have Eyes, which freaked the crap out of me when I was a kid, more than the Elm Street movies did, uh, even Scream, and a whole bunch more. So I wanted to dedicate today's fun fact to Wes Craven. I first watched A Nightmare on Elm Street when I was nine years old. So here are some fun facts about the movie that sparked one of the biggest franchises in movie history. Number one, the movie was filmed in 30 days at a cost of about $1.8 million. And it earned back that money in just three days and went on to gross $25 million. Number two. Wes Craven had written a happy ending for the movie that did not hint at a sequel. However, the head of New Line Cinema insisted on a different ending, so they compromised in making the ending that made it into the final film. Number three. Without the success of A Nightmare on Elm Street, New Line Cinema would have gone bankrupt. And number four. Freddy Krueger only has seven minutes of screen time in the original Elm Street movie, which goes to prove, I think, that the scariest movies are the ones where you don't see what's going on and it's your imagination that takes over. And the Elm Street movies were great at that. At least the first ones were. All right, well, let's move on from Elm Street on to something more fantastical. <laughs> that is the Friday Forum. Now, this week, as I mentioned on Friday of last week. This week is going to be a Friday flashback because I will be gone to Dragon Con and I could record ahead and schedule it to release and all that stuff. But, you know, I would really like to do, I've got a specific episode that I want to play for this week's Friday Forum, one that I've kind of been holding back and saving for this time when I was going to be gone. So I'll talk about that when Friday rolls around. But that means you have an extra week to get your Friday Forum contribution in. And we already have uh, Jeff Gentry who has sent in his contribution. Not only that, he then went over to Facebook and to our Facebook group and uh, 
threw the gauntlet down and challenged everyone else to send in their Friday Forum contribution. So thanks for that, Jeff. And I would love to have you send in a contribution for the next Friday Forum episode. You can do that by calling 304-837-2278 or head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. You are invited to make a contribution to the Friday Forum, whether or not this is your first time listening or you've been listening from the very beginning. The Friday Forum is your chance to share your life, the stuff that you have learned, the stuff that you're learning and uh, to to share it with the rest of us, myself, the rest of the listeners, and to enrich and make all of our lives better. So don't be shy. Go ahead and do that. And I look forward to hearing from you for the next Friday Forum. All right. Now, here's what I learned yesterday. It's hard to believe that a month has now passed since Podcast Movement. Shortly after I got back from Podcast Movement 2015, I pinned an episode called Enjoying the Benefits of Breaks where, among other things, I talked about how much work had gone into getting ready for that event. As I sit here now, with the perspective of a month of days between me and the event, I thought I'd take a few minutes and share what I've learned. Now first, let me say that I've learned so much, and I'm continuing to learn so much, that my perspective is still being shaped nearly every single day. As I mentioned before, podcast movement had an incredibly positive impact on my business. Before the event, I was fortunate to have enough business to be able to pay all my bills and have enough left over to either pad my savings account a tiny bit or do something fun. Before the event, I launched about one new podcast at a time and sometimes had two launches overlap. Since podcast movement, I've been fortunate to add over half a dozen clients and I'm currently in the process of launching five podcasts all at the same time. In the last month, Pro Podcast Solutions has produced nearly twice as many podcast episodes as we typically do in that same time frame. And my email box is still being flooded with new leads nearly every day. So now that I've had a month to think about it, would you like to know what it is that has led to this rapid growth? Well, if you don't mind, first I'd like to break down a few things to you. It's been almost one year since my family and I vacationed in Hawaii. And when we returned, I turned my focus on creating the company now known as Pro Podcast Solutions and pulling out all of my client-based work from the Golden Spiral Media brand. I spent a lot of time analyzing my business model, what I wanted to communicate to prospective clients, and the way that I wanted to communicate it. I researched website design, the way colors communicate to the human mind, the biggest problems that podcasters face, and what made me different from my competition. I sought the advice of other successful entrepreneurs and learned from their experiences and mistakes. I evaluated how I could best move my existing clients from the Golden Spiral Media brand and pricing structure over to the Pro Podcast Solutions brand and pricing structure. I then worked feverishly to create a brand and platform that encompassed all I had learned and rolled it out early last November. Once the new brand was in place, I saw immediate growth. For the first time in eight months, I did not have to pay bills out of my savings account. Carrie and I were beyond relieved because we only had one more month of savings left before our account would run dry. Over the next six months, I saw steady growth. 
I was regularly adding new clients, and I soon needed to add an additional audio editor to my team. At times, it was still overwhelming as I had more work than I felt like I could do, but not enough to add yet another member to my team. At the same time, I was already planning for podcast movement. In fact, it was back in January that I first reached out to the guys at Podcast Movement about possibly purchasing a booth space. I knew that it was something that I wanted to do, but I needed to find out the costs. I then spent the next three months planning my expenses, envisioning my marketing strategy, and determining how I would be able to afford a booth at Podcast Movement. Fortunately, my business kept growing, and I was able to secure a Podcast Movement booth spot a few months later. Once that was done, I had to start putting all my ideas into tangible items. I realized that everything I did needed to reflect the professionalism that our name communicates. I had to have a first-class booth. I had to have professionally designed literature. I had to have branded clothing that wasn't a t-shirt. I had to be ready to communicate one-on-one with people and instill professionalism and confidence. After the event was over, I moved into action once again. I sent follow-up emails with everyone that stopped by our booth and left contact info. I gave everyone free content to help them with their podcast. And then it happened. My email box started getting flooded with people looking to use pro podcast solutions to help them with their podcast. Some of those people and some of the people that I met at the booth were still not sold on pro podcast solutions. After all, anyone can buy a booth and have a shirt monogrammed. They wanted to know who I work with. They wanted the names of some of my clients. Now, most of my clients are listed on my website. My longest standing client is Tales from the Cask, a great podcast about craft beer. We've been working together for two and a half years now. My most recognizable client is the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco. But most of my clients are folks that people have never heard of. But they have great content and are enriching the lives of people all over the world with their podcasts that educate, inspire, motivate, and entertain. So there's a pretty good list of all the things that led me to this point. Now, of course... Contained within each of those steps are tons of other decisions and nuances. So now I'll ask you again, which one of those things do you think caused my business to boom over the last month? Did one of them stick out? Well, if you guessed all of them, then you're correct. Here's what I learned. The truth is there isn't just one thing that has led me to this point. All of the things that I listed above, along with several other things that I didn't mention, and very likely several things that I'm not even aware of, are what have led me to this point. In fact, nearly half of the people that I've spoken with since Podcast Movement did not hear about Pro Podcast Solutions from Podcast Movement. They found me via a Google search or word of mouth. When I look at the traffic statistics for my website, it's actually down nearly 30% in the month since Podcast Movement as it was in the month prior to Podcast Movement. So what does all this mean? Well, it means that everything we do matters. Now, don't let that freak you out. In fact, it should give you some relief. Because everything we do matters, 
it means that it's not likely that only one thing will ruin you. It also means that there are a thousand choices and a thousand steps to take to get you to your goal. No, that's not right. It's more like tens of thousands. I'm nowhere near my goal yet. Have I met or exceeded most of my goals for this year? Well, yes, but that doesn't mean that I'm anywhere close to reaching my ultimate goals. Our goals are often far off and may seem impossible to reach. We can get bogged down in trying to figure out the best path. We can allow the fear of messing up, paralyze us, and keep us from taking a step. But the fact of the matter is that we make our best decisions when we are on the road. We often can't see the path ahead more than one step at a time, and we certainly can't see the whole path. The worst mistake we can make is failing to make a move. A friend of mine named Mike quit his job last week, and he was nervous, and I know exactly how he feels. You see, he quit his job so he could become a full-time entrepreneur. He's been doing it as a side job for a while, and now he's made the leap. That fear of letting go is real, but we cannot move on to the next step if we refuse to let go of where we're at. I know some of you are listening to this and you're scared, and I know how you feel. My advice to you is to let go. Identify the next step. Figure out how to get to that spot and go for it. Let me close today with this quote from Nora Roberts. She says, if you don't go after what you want, you'll never have it. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. If you don't step forward, you're always in the same place. I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you leave a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes. And join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash stuff I learned yesterday.